Hey y'all, welcome to Black Pod Collective, the podcast where we teach podcasters how to podcast. Yeah, you heard that right. We teach aspiring and current podcasters how to start, grow, and sustain their platforms. So let's see what today's host has to share. What's going on, Black Pod fam? My name is Tanya Woods, and I'm the founder and editor of Inkfully.com. Inkfully is an online storytelling community for women, and we exist to inspire, encourage, and empower women by sharing our personal narratives, our stories, essentially, and our introspections on life. I launched Inkfully back in 2016 because I got so tired of seeing these smogs of perfection that are saturating every corner of the internet, every corner of social media. And all I desired was a real and authentic space to see women like me who didn't always know what they were doing, but were also learning a thing or two about life along the way. I'm also the host of the Inkfully podcast. I've been the host for the last year. And that's the same thing on the podcast. We have honest conversations on marriage, motherhood, mental health, identity, relationships, and pretty much everything in between. And today I'm excited to share some of these storytelling strategies with you. All right, so repeat after me. Information does not stick unless it is wrapped in a story. Did you hear me? Information does not stick unless it is wrapped in a story. So if you want to build a more engaging podcast community, if you want people to tune into every episode, if you want people to tell their friends who tell their friends about your show, yep, you guessed it. You got to tell a damn story. It all starts here, friends. So my goal today is to give you a few tips and tricks on how to make your stories come come out and come alive, as well as how to help your guests tell their stories in interviews. Make sure you stay tuned until the end because I'll be sharing where you can get all this information for the free. Don't worry, Black Pop fam, I got you. Hashtag exclusive. Oh no, is that an echo? Oh no, you're not using social media effectively. Oh no, no one's listening to your podcast. It's the Oh No segment. Let's hear today's host, Biggest Oh No's. All right, let's jump right into it. So we call this the Oh No segment. In this segment, we're going to be discussing the three most common mistakes that I see podcasters making and how to avoid them. So mistake number one, the most common mistake I see podcasters making as it relates to storytelling is that their story is all over the place. They're getting easily sidetracked. They're diverting. It's too long. It's not getting to the point. And it happens so easily, right? Like something happens in your life, something happened last week or last month, and it's like, you're like, oh, this would be such a good story for my show, right? So you just pop on the mic and you start talking. But it's so easy for your show to kind of like take on a different life or you're going in too many avenues and you're losing your listener. So what you want to do is make sure that your story has good structure. So we're going to talk about that today. The second common mistake that I see is that podcasters are not setting proper expectations for guest interviews. And what I mean by that is this is your show, okay? You have rules of your house, just like you have rules in your house, like don't wear no shoes on my carpet. You have those same rules. You should have those same rules and expectations for your show. And then you want to share them with your guests, just like you share them with guests who are coming over to your house. You want to share those same strategies with your guests on your show. So I'm not going to jump too much into that right now. We're going to talk about that in a second. But just know that the second mistake that I see is that when you don't have proper expectations for your guests on your shows, you run into a lot of issues. The third thing is that I see podcasters asking and answering questions for their guests. So you throw out a question and then you want to answer it too, right? You're over talking your guests or you want to answer, like I said, as well, without giving your guests space to respond, 
Remember that they're on the show. You invited them on. So we have to make sure we're carving out space for them to respond before we add our thoughts and opinions. So we're going to talk about that as well. So let's take a quick break. When I come back, we'll get into some of the actionable steps you can use to harness the art of storytelling on your show, as well as address some of those common mistakes that we're making. Be a part of the conversation by emailing your questions to hello at blackpodcollective.com. You can also join the collective by visiting our website, blackpodcollective.com, and selecting membership. We look forward to welcoming you to the collective. So first things first, we're going to talk about how to structure your story. So this is the fundamental first step for every story and for every podcaster. And we're going to do this today through something I call the house of storytelling. The house of storytelling, just like when you build a house, the first thing you want to have is a strong foundation. So you want to build a strong foundation. That's my first tip to you. How do you build a strong foundation? This is how you do it. You're going to create an outline with pen and paper before you even start writing anything about your story. You want to grab a pen and a paper and you want to answer those old school elementary who, what, when, where, why, how questions. So let's talk about that a little bit. Who? Who is this story about? Who is the story that you're telling about? What is the story about? When is the story taking place? Where is the story taking place? And why are you telling this story? And then also, who are you telling this story to? So let's unpack those last two for a second. Why are you telling this story? So when you're writing down on your outline and you're answering these questions about who's your story about, what is the story about, you want to pause and think about what is it about this story that you think will resonate with your listener and why have you chosen to tell it and just write that down. Then you want to really take some time, and this is my second point, to establish who are you telling this story to? So that is essentially who's listening, who's on the other end of that mic that is going to be listening to your story. Now, you might think you have a really good idea of who your listener is, but make it intentional, make it actionable. And you want to do that by creating a listener persona. A listener persona is essentially a psychographic and demographic narrative or description of your listener. It's that one person. It's not plural. It's the one person that you're targeting. And if you have a marketing background, you might even know what I'm talking about. You want to envision the one person that you're talking to so that when you're forming your story, you can literally be speaking to that one person. And this person represents about 80% of your ideal target audience. Creating a listener persona or profile will help you understand and empathize with the needs of your listener so that you will know what type of stories and content will be most engaging to them. You want your listener to listen to your show and feel like, oh my God, I was just talking about that the other day. And how you do that is by creating a listener persona. So what are some of the things that are in a listener persona? Well, you want to address things like, what is their name? Give them a name. How old are they? Where do they live? What are the passions and interests? You know, where, where do they work? How much money do they make? You know, you want to be as descriptive as you possibly can. Have fun with it. Think about their demographic information. And then you want to address the psychographic information of your either current listener or your ideal listener. So if this is not who's listening right now, who is the ideal person that you want to listen to your show? So talk about the psychographic things. What do they like to do for fun? Where do they shop? What are some of their behaviors? What are some of their pain points, like their frustrations, things that drive them crazy? So for example, I'll tell you a little bit about my show. 
So on the Inkfleet podcast, I talk a lot to millennial mothers that are in their mid-30s. So, for example, I named my listener persona. Her name is Overwhelmed Olivia. Overwhelmed Olivia is 35. She's been married for six years. She attended the University of Maryland. She lives in Atlanta and she makes like $100,000 a year. You know, I kind of just have fun thinking about who would it be that's listening to my show. And here's her bio. She's a working mother of two. Her kids are young. She loves spending quality time with her kids, but she often gets overwhelmed trying to meet the needs of her husband, her kids, and her demanding work life. And she literally doesn't know how to do it all. And she has this concept and idea that everyone seems to have it so together. And she feels like she's feeling everyone. So those are her needs and her frustrations. She's trying to find a community of women who she can relate to, to talk about some of the challenges she's facing in her marriage and in motherhood. But she hasn't been able to find that yet. She hasn't found women that she can relate to yet. So that is a a basic, very high-level description of what the listener looks like for the listener persona for my show. So you want to create that for your show. I hope that was helpful. Okay, let's keep going. I think this is getting good. I hope this is resonating with you guys. The third thing you want to do after you create your listener persona is you want to start building your house. So when you build a house, a house has what? After the foundation, you got like joints and rivets. I don't know. I don't have a background in construction, but you at least got wood, right? That's standing your house up. So how do you build your house? You want to build your house by taking your listeners on a journey. And again, these are all premeditated things that you think about before you even begin to start orally telling your story. You want to write these things on paper. And you build your house by setting up your story in something I call a story spine. So it's kind of follows that same Pixar movie type flow where you're saying once upon a time and every day until one day. And because of that, Until finally, and ever since that day, the moral of the story is. So I know we're over podcast right now, but just keep in mind that I will have these visuals for you later on that you'll be able to get at the end of the show. The point is you want to use this once upon a time and everyday flow to kind of set up the framework for your show. So the first thing you're doing with once upon a time and every day is you're setting the narrative and the stage for your show, right? You're telling them where you were. You're introducing the characters, the people that they need to know who are involved in the story. You're setting the stage so they can get a visual description. You want to be descriptive, right? What did you see? What did you hear? What was going on at the time? And then you want to talk about until one day, like something changed, something shifted, something went wrong, something broke. We call this your rising action. So after your inciting incident, your inciting incident is, like I said, until one day. You're going to talk about your rising action. Your rising action is when it's like you face struggles along the way. So it was like one thing on top of another. There's a challenge or conflict that arose that's beginning to unfold. And you're like building the tension for your listener. You know, it's the hardship of your story. Like I kept trying and trying and trying, but it wouldn't work. It wouldn't fix. So you're building your story up until this next stage, which is the peak (laughs) that's your climax, which we all know what that is. (laughs) In the sense of storytelling, it's your until finally moment. So it's your turning point, your cliffhanger. That's what they've been waiting for this whole time is for you to give them this like, what's going to happen? Side note, that's also a really good time to insert an ad right before the climax, just like they do in movies. So you have this climactical moment where something turns, something shifts, something changes. And then you're going to talk about what happened ever since that day. So what has changed in your thought patterns about life or how you approach things or your mindset or your business? Like what changed after the climax, right? After the turning point. 
And then you want to wrap it up. You wrap it up. That's the big reveal of your house, okay? You're putting it all together. This is where you're going to tell them what you learned. You're tying up all the loose ends of your story and you're bringing everything full circle. Now, in the end, in your moral of the story is component of your story. This is where you want to essentially give a call to action to your guest. You want to make them feel something like how do you what is your what do you want them to walk away from your show with? Do you want them to feel inspired, encouraged? Do you want them to take action? You know, do you want them to sign up for something, subscribe for your course? Do you want them to, you know, buy your product? Do you want them to just leave feeling with a different mindset or considering something differently than they had before? This is where you build in your takeaways in the moral because now you have them. You have them in your pocket because you just took them on this emotional journey. So that is a very high level description of what it looks like to build your story. I hope that you found that helpful. All right. So the next thing you want to do is to paint your rooms. All right. So you got your house all built up. It's looking nice. Got some good structure. The next thing you need to do is paint your rooms. And what that means in storytelling is that you want to add some flair. It's your personal touch. And there's four rooms that you got to paint. The first room is the room of vulnerability. This is the room where you want to disclose some things about yourself when you're telling your story. It's probably going to be somewhat uncomfortable. It's going to be authentic. It's personal, maybe something they've never heard about you before. But the biggest thing to know about vulnerability is that high risk, high reward, low risk, low reward. So the more that you reveal about yourself, the more that you open up specific to your listener, the more likely you will have listeners who resonate with what you're saying individually. And then obviously the less you open up, the less likely. Obviously, there's a balance there. You want to be out here telling all your business in these streets. But, you know, being able to open up and be vulnerable is a really important part of telling your story. The second room is the room of relatability. You want to make sure that your audience and your listeners can understand the context of what you're saying, that whatever story you're telling relates to the, I think it goes without saying, right, that it relates to the listeners that you're speaking to. So that's the room of relatability. The next room is the room of tonality. You want to make sure that the tone and the inflection of your voice and the pace of your speaking matches your story. So this is really important. Like people always ask, one of the questions that I get is, how do you keep your listeners engaged? You just feel like you're talking into a mic, you know, like how do you keep people engaged? Number one is obviously that listener persona which we already talked about before. One thing that I do with my listener persona is after you fill out this worksheet that I have for you in the end, I blew it up 16 by 20 and put that person on my wall, literally a picture and a description of her and everything. And when I'm speaking, I speak like I'm speaking to her soul, okay, to her soul. So you want to make sure that when you are in the room of tonality, when you're thinking about the story you're telling, Make sure that your pace of speaking, your pause and your breaths and your confidence matches your story. You want to make sure it's authentic and that it's believable and that you're confident. So if you're telling a funny story, obviously, you want to make sure you're just as hype as you would be if you were in the room with your friends telling it like they were right there. If you're telling a story about grief or something you went through that was a hardship, make sure you pause a little bit. Make sure you speak a little bit deeper. Make sure you're a little bit more breathy, like just chill on it a little bit. So that is the room of tonality. The last room is the room of personal connection. The room of personal connection is all about how you describe your story. And you want to make sure you're choosing the language that you're speaking in. And so what do I mean by that? If you use first person language, like one day I woke up and I realized that I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I couldn't keep dealing with the same drama and the same blah, blah, blah every day. 
That's an I story. Then you have a you. What is that? Second person language where you're you, you're commanding them to do something. One day you wake up and you realize you don't, you can't do it anymore. Like you can't live like this, right? Those are two different types of angles you can approach in terms of the room of personal connection. An I story, which is really intimate to your own narrative. There could be a reason why you would pitch your story that way. Or a you story that could be encouraging your guests on something that you want them to personalize and personify for themselves. All right, what is next, my friends and my Black Pod fam? Okay, so we talked about painting the rooms. We talked about building your house, you know, and you want to put it all together. We talked about that. You know, you want to make sure that you have a big reveal. All right, so now that you have some steps on how to create your own story as a solo podcaster or for your own narrative, let's discuss how to have more engaging interviews and how to help your guests tell their story. Let's get back to that. Mistake number two, I think it was, setting expectations for your show. As I said before, remember, this is your house, okay? This is your house. Like I said before, you know, you wouldn't be in my house. I don't like when my guests wear shoes. So you want to do the same thing with your podcast. Maybe you want to tell them the flow and the format of your show. That'd be one thing you can do. You can talk about how long you would like their responses to be per question and maybe advise them to keep it concise or to maybe keep it to like a minute. This would address some of the problems that arise with long-winded guests. And if anyone has been podcasting for any amount of time, you know you get that guest that just goes on and on and on. And it's sometimes it's hard to divert them or steer them back on track. And one way that you can do this in the beginning before even having that issue is by setting these expectations by saying, hey, it's really good that when I, you know, allow me to lead the conversation, you know, please keep your answers somewhat concise. This is the length of our show, you know, so you want to give that to them in an email prior to so they have that foreknowledge prior to coming on your show. Another good tip is to encourage them to be vulnerable. You know, you want to encourage your guests to be vulnerable in order to connect with your listener. So maybe give them some ideas of some shows, that some stories that either you know about them or that you would like them to share as it relates to their life and encourage them to share that on your show. You can also send them questions in advance so that they have time to think through their responses. So a lot of times, you know, people are just, if you're having a show and they don't have the questions, they're just trying to figure it out on the spot. And that's a lot of pressure. So by sending them questions in advance, it's not necessarily so that they have to have scripted answers and you want to tell them that, but it's just so they can get a general sense of like, okay, this is what she's going to ask or this is what he's going to ask me. And this is kind of what I, where I want to go with my answer. All right, so now that you have your expectations set for your show, another tip that you can do is that you want to ask open-ended probing questions. You want to ask open-ended probing questions that help your guests journey through their own narrative. So how do you do that? What are open-ended probing questions? That's a mouthful. I call this Oprah's magic, okay, y'all? If anyone, whether you like Oprah or not, she is the queen of asking questions and making people get to their aha moments. And there's a way that she does it. And it's by asking questions such as, what was it like for you growing up? You know, tell me about your childhood. What was it like for you growing up? How old were you when you realized blank? Where did your drive come from? Tell me about the first time you blank. What do you remember about your blank? Like your mom, your sister, your friend. Let's see, what else could you do? You can ask them, what happened that day? What happened that day? When did you realize blank? When that happened, what did you say to yourself? Did you ever think you would blank? Did you ever feel like you couldn't blank? Do you remember what it felt like to blank for the first time? 
Okay, so that gives you some ideas of like how you can ask questions to your guests that lead them into having introspective moments of their own on your show. So now y'all know, y'all know what Oprah be doing so you could do it too, okay? (laughs) All right, so another tip is to ask the question and then stop talking. So what I mean by ask the questions and then stop talking is that you wanna literally lay the question out there. So for example, if I say, So what happened that day? And maybe it's something that's personal. Maybe it's something that's introspective. You know, what was it like the first time that you spoke in front of, you know, a crowd of a thousand people? Because And then here's what you do when you ask the question. You keep talking. This is something I would struggle with in the past, as I would say. Because I know for me, I would have been so nervous, child. I would have been like, girl, how are you up there just standing up there talking to all those people? You know? So instead of just making it, having a conversational question, just ask the question, What was it like the first time you talked in front of a thousand people? Pause and let them respond, okay? And don't feel the need to fill uncomfortable spaces for them. So if they're talking about something vulnerable, if they're having their own aha moment, allow them to have that space. Like we're all grown. We can all determine our own level of comfort of of whether we want to answer a question or not. So let them determine that for themselves and don't feel the need for you to have to determine that or to fill that space with, you know, Fill that awkward space with something else. Just let it live, let it breathe. All right, and then when you have those long-winded guests, let's address them. This is the last tip I have for you guys. What do we do about them long-winded guests, okay? When people are just going on and on, what do you do about them? All right, you want to do a few things. The first thing is you wanna reaffirm what you heard your guests say. So whenever you hear someone talking, you can reaffirm what they're saying. So if I hear you right, You know, you want to reiterate and repeat what they said back. So what I'm hearing you say is this. Is that right? And you kind of want to confirm that. And what that does is give you a chance to take the mic and the power back. And then you can also say, all right, all right, hold on, hold on, because that is really good. That's what you're saying is really good. I want to slow down because I have on that note, I want you to answer this. So you kind of like take the control back by like using positive transitional statements or positive energy that's like, hold on, hold on. That was good. That was so good. But let me figure out, let me, it's actually hard for me to explain it, like even as I'm talking to you, but it's a certain strategy that you can use of essentially taking the power back in a respectful way where you're reaffirming them. The second thing you do is always call their name. You could be like, Tanya, that is so good. You know, that is really, really dope. I love that. Let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this. You see, so when someone hears their name, like even just saying, Tanya, that was so good. Like, even for me hearing it, it makes me want to stop. Like, oh, someone's calling my name. That means I'm supposed to stop and pay attention, right? So that's another strategy that you can use when you have long-winded guests. Okay, I think that is it. I hope you guys found this valuable. I hope you found it useful. Again, thank you so much for listening and for coming on this storytelling ride with me. I appreciate you tuning in. So listen, you can connect with me if you're trying to find me. Connect with me on Instagram. My page is at ink.fully. That's I-N-K dot F-U-L-L-Y. You can find me hanging out there and pretty much everywhere else on the internet at inkfully. And to get these slides, to get the slides that I already have pre-prepared just for you from today's episode, go to blackpod, that's B-L-K pod, P-O-D dot inkfully dot com. So blackpod.inkfully.com and get your free downloads of these slides and the content from today's episode. All right, that is it, y'all. I am out. Welcome to The Collective. This is a Black Pod Collective production.
Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the collective.